Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Day 9, day 9, 31 days of dread. I am Peter A. DeLuca and welcome to my annual podcast event where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. We have, th this might be my favorite movie in the stack because I've been watching this movie since I saw it in theaters. And every time I watch this movie, I love it a little bit more. And here's the crazy thing. I hated it when I first saw it. So uh, it's been a lifelong journey. Everyone, day nine, Paul Verhoeven, Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth Sue, Josh Brolin. We're talking Hollow Man, 2000's Invisible Man, awesome piece. It's not a Mesa piece. I'm calling it an awesome piece. Let's get through that intro. Alright everyone, before we get into something spooky, let me sell you something. Trial by Fire. It's my comic book available right now on Indiegogo. Link in the description and I will see you on the printed page. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, aka Patters. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I just have this vendetta against this movie. And it's it really comes down to even this love uh, throughout the years that, that I developed for movies like Batman and Robin, Armageddon, The Rock. Uh, it's it's very it's a nicely distinguished list, and this this slow revelation I've had to adopting and loving this material. It's it's almost like where again uh, we're all about long form discussion for movies here and it's like your opinion changes because you as you get older you take things less seriously or you kind of see things for what they are um this movie you know uh disappointed me when i was younger because uh you know spoiler plot holes the movie's got plot holes <laughs> and i don't know because this movie to me fits within this like sci-fi this r-rated sci-fi universe that paul verhoeven that's our director by the way okay he he's this guy's legit uh, but it's like this uh, science fiction r-rated science fiction universe and look I, I was thinking about this as soon as the, uh, i finished watching this this movie how like what is the list for r-rated sci-fi if there's a top 10, that this guy's made at least four of the top 10 R-rated science fiction movies ever. Now, you'll be like, Pete, uh, what are you talking about? Well, let's let's go through Paul Verhoeven's science. And some of these are borderline horror, okay? Because they have so many horrific elements. Some of, You don't even know the genre with some of these. 1987, Robocop. 1990, Total Recall. 1997 Starship Troopers, 2000 Hollow Man. Those four movies alone, uh, you can stack him directing those four science fiction movies against anyone else's four movie stack, and he destroys them. And you really, you might be like, uh, George Lucas. George Lucas technically directed only one good movie and Star Wars A New Hope and that's like the one I, I it's hard for me to watch A New Hope anymore it really is uh, it hasn't aged well in Peter's eyes even with the uh, special edition stuff 
uh, I would say Revenge of the Sith has gr- grown on me exponentially than New Hope has. And I would put Hollow Man in the same exact category as Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the like the way how the melodrama like plays out the 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 science fiction tropes uh, these movies do share very similar uh, fall from grace science fiction type tropes they really do okay um, we got Kevin Bacon here we got Elizabeth Shue we we have a stacked cast uh, the the supporting cast is stacked uh, these are all actors we've seen in a million things we have a nineties credit sequence and i adore i love 90s credit sequences okay and uh, what i mean by that it's i'm talking about production i'm talking about something themed around the movie that tells us who's in the movie and who made the movie it builds and sets the mood like no other and holy crap um something that's something that kind of went away uh i don't know what happened to it we have Jerry Goldsmith in a amazing, again, a, a, another amazing score. Pound for pound, Jerry Goldsmith might, I don't know. I was listening to Dr- the Jurassic Park soundtrack today. Jerry Goldsmith, though, uh, I don't know. Like, if, if I were to, like, track by track performance but you know like he it's it's gotta be john williams and it's gotta be jerry goldsmith when it comes to movie scores so what's the plot here we have sebastian kane that's kevin bacon he used to date and bang elizabeth sue but now elizabeth sue from you know karate kid leaving las vegas she is banging josh brolin but all of these people have this military contract that's like underground <laughs> and it's secret and they're the military's kind of maybe stealing money and they're doing these experiments and they're trying to develop a chemical to make a human turn invisible and they're trying to develop a chemical to reverse the process so he can go back to normal now this movie uh, sebastian kane kevin bacon they set him up as a little bit of an a-hole so we can only imagine what an a-hole does once he turns invisible. Once he realizes the power that he wields. We, we spoke about this at day, uh, what, day, oh, day seven. One second. Everyone, I am so sorry. <laughs> my number, I, I had one of my files here numbered day seven. Um, yeah, and I'm like, what's happening? We're in day nine. We're in day nine. But okay, so... Getting back to Sebastian uh, Kane as the character. So, Kevin Bacon isn't perfect in this movie. We saw this trope in Day 8, okay? Right, we're Day 9 now. We're not, yeah, Day 8, Invisible Man. Holy crap, I can't keep track of my days. But we saw this in our previous movie, Invisible Man. And it's it's almost like we accept it because it again horror lends itself to the human like to human nature i wouldn't say exactly human condition but it's human nature and human nature is if you're invisible you're going to be a villain period (laughs) okay we're done with it and it's it's this idea that there's like a little bit of a love triangle there's an idea that uh Kevin Bacon's under pressure to get this done so that they can maintain their military contract. Like, stuff like that. You know, uh, Kevin Bacon and everyone in this movie is a smart genius. The way how these geniuses try and figure out where 
Kevin Bacon is at times when he goes on his murder spree is pretty intelligent. That each one kind of has like their own trick, their own way. It's almost like a like Freddy Krueger, where in Dream Warriors they all kind of had their little edge against Freddy Krueger for a little bit, and then Krueger just rips them apart. This movie, it's exactly laid out the the same exact way. So, and then we have these like awesome performances. The special effects hold up to this day. For the CGI likeness, it literally it looks like Kevin Bacon the entire movie. It, okay, it, the entire movie, this thing looks like Kevin Bacon. I could see maybe why they chose Kevin Bacon because his features are so angular, and I think you know, like as a caricature, like you know, as as a abstraction almost. You know, like they can pinpoint his features and sell it, sell it as Kevin Bacon. It perfectly works. So. And, and then, like, we have a murder spree, we have a, an invisible guy that comes back a few times, and then, boom, like, we're done. Uh, we're at the uh, the the bed of an ambulance, and the, we, we hit the credits. And, like, there's, there's not too much to this movie, except for the edge that Verhoeven puts on to this movie. We have uh, this guy, he's he's a dirty bird. He, com- he commits a capital crime. <laughs> he essentially, like, rapes a woman. Uh, we see that he uh, uses his ability to, like, you know, like, do dirty things to girls. Like, there's almost, like, three sexual assaults in this movie. And on top of it, too, it, this movie is violent. This movie is bloody. This is, I would say, maybe the greatest version of The Invisible Man that I have seen. Now, the previous movie that we just spoke about, the, the 2020 Invisible uh, with Elizabeth Moss. That's a great one too, but it doesn't go into the um, the mind of the uh, of, you know like it's almost like the sequel for that I think would be better because we understand the woman from Invisible Man so much more, but for this one we understand Kevin Bacon and we're <laughs> we're kind of with him because he's such a maniac. Uh, we, I kind of don't want anything bad. I want him to kill everyone and continue going. Okay. I'm sorry. But, um, again, it's hard to discuss this movie without talking about the special effects because we, we, we have it all in here. We have this amazing turning invisible sequence, probably the greatest one of that ever where, um, you know, it kind of like the skin disappears and then like we go down all the way down to like the skeleton through the organs and it all disappears until it becomes this impression in like the, in the, his like hospital bed almost and like the gurney. And then we have this other sequence where they try and bring him back and that's kind of what sets him off because they can't figure out how to bring him back and we see the chemical like run through the heart then run through like the veins and it's just so freaking cool looking and then we have him going through every everything you would want to see he goes into a pool he gets hit by a fire extinguisher he gets uh paint or blood thrown on him okay uh you know like he goes he walks through smoke we see him with infrared anything you would want to see within an invisible main movie uh on a visual sense is it's here and it's, it's pretty effing cool. It's pretty effing perfect. Uh, their solution 
to have him walk around they make like a rubber like suit for him so you know like which is kind of okay at times <laughs> i just don't understand. like he doesn't need the mask part he can just like wear like a jacket but it's it's so they can kind of talk to him and communicate with him it's it's better to kind of treat the patient that you can see and communicate with and but even even that visual it's i'm not saying it's necessary but it's unique and it's impactful and i think it works this hollow man 20 uh, in the year 2000 everyone the greatest invisible main movie of all time 20 years later we had the second greatest invisible main movie of all time with the invisible man uh pretty good there i'm sorry everyone for the 31 Days of Dread, I am Peter A. DeLuca. Thank you for joining me. Don't forget, uh, promote this to your friends. Help me out here. <laughs> Subscribe, support, leave a comment, and uh, I will see you next time. Quick announcement. Quick announcement. So, this episode is dedicated to my father, R.I.P. Tony DeLuca, Tony Ironfeet. We love you, and we miss you every single day.